Welcome to the I Might Be Wrong podcast with Justin Foster and myself, Juan Kingsbury. Justin and I are really good friends who are always talking about everything under the sun, and we trust each other. We can say things that, frankly, would be embarrassing or misunderstood uh, in the public eye, and so that's what we're going to do. We're going to say it and record it and let you decide if we're wrong. But we do ask that you consider it for yourself. The things that you believe in, the things that you uh, say you have conviction about. Is there a chance that you might be wrong? We hope you enjoy our show. All right, we are back and Justin and I are going to unfriend each other no um (laughs) in this era of being able to like and friend and comment and stuff it's so easy you know but it kind of reminds me of being a little kids like i'm not your friend anymore you know like and then or people date you know over a class period you break up and it's like you see what people post and i'm like i don't want to talk to that person unfollow i'm like why am i giving so much stock us stock stock to this stuff and i'm like well i don't need to talk to this person <laughs> and so i don't know how you've done it but have you unfriended anyone in the last year four years hundreds. 12 hundreds yeah and um yeah my, i think it goes to this is that sometimes you can that, that you can love people from a distance that's okay um and some and not everyone deserves a position in your life. You don't have to hate them. And I don't, I don't yeah, there's a difference. Resentment. But this goes back into sort of, you know, um, a, a maturity one oh one, which is healthy boundaries. Yeah. Um, and so uh, along this line, I I'm, I'm on day, like must be day 47 of not commenting on Facebook or Instagram about politics. Yeah. I haven't done it. And you talk about a cleansing thing, man. Like just, and so that's one thing. The other thing is, um, if you're crazy, I don't want to be your friend. I think you need to get mental help. You need to go see a professional and you got to figure out what's going on. That it's not my responsibility. And that may sound cold, but the energy of someone that's mentally ill, like severely mentally ill and doesn't know it, the, in, the dark energy they put out into the world is, yeah toxic as hell um, and so you think of like you know for me the greatest like spiritual teacher of all time is jesus jesus didn't just like walk around soaking up everyone's negative energy he went off and you know he, he was selfish he would go off by himself in the desert or up to a mountain or make it he would reduce the number of people around him he only took three i think three people uh to the to the top of the mountain for the story of the tr- transfiguration um and I think I think that's you gotta you gotta um, you gotta be really careful about who you give your energy to. Yeah. And well, and I think that's that's what I realized is like to your again to your point. I don't hate them. Not gonna hit them with my car. Start a fight if I see them in person. But a majority of these people that I have friended online or even you know see regularly, I'm like I wouldn't say, hey, do you want to go to lunch? And so why do I, why have I programmed my computer, my phone, my, basically this thing that I, I reflect on every day to make them pop up in front of me? <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that has more to do with me than them. Like, yeah. and especially I was just actually, I realized I 
communicate more with people from high school than I realized. Not not a lot, definitely not regularly. But at first I was like, I have like one friend that I talked to and I didn't hate high school. I just had no desire, didn't go to like reunions and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, but I've always had a selfish or a uh, self-preservation mindset with friendship is that I need to get something out of this. Not necessarily like money or abuse, but like I want to talk to Justin because he makes me think or makes me laugh or blah, blah, blah. If it's a one-sided thing, whether it's same sex or opposite or whatever, mm-hmm. that's when things go bad. And so when I look at my, my, you know, I, I wasn't on Facebook for years and I think maybe I've said something politically once in five on any platform, but I was like, why am I connected to these people? Oh, because I, I went to school with them. That's not a good reason, Juan, <laughs> you know, and that's a, it's not a bad reason, but it's not a good enough one to have that, that real estate in my brain of, oh, that's what they think about that thing that I'm the opposite on. Yeah, it, it reminds me, too, of, I mean, online behavior is just a amplification of offline behavior. And it reminds me of the the dudes that are like the, that are in sales and are really proud of this how many business cards they've collected. Yeah, you don't know any of those people, and they don't know you, not really. I yeah. mean, and so I think it's interesting too when you just again you look at it offline, like how much programming. Like I don't know where it comes from. It, it, it's some sort of ethic in, in in the United States in particular that we put up with so much abuse yeah and in friendships for some and friendships i air quote that because that's not a real friendship that's yeah a, it's codependency or it's something and it's this i i i marvel like like i'll put it this way like how you how you are in relationship with others is a direct reflection of your relationship with yourself yep totally and so if you love yourself you will not be friends in real life or on social media with someone that is, um, you know, spewing darkness in the world. Sure. I will say, just to be transparent, the majority of the people that I've unfriended are Trump supporters. And it's not because directly they're a Trump supporter. It's because they were unwilling to, like the name of our podcast is, you know, we might be wrong. Mm Mm-hmm they were unwilling to have a conversation that they might be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And at that, and at that point that now you're in a cult. Now you're, now you're, now you're, uh, you've picked, you're a face painter, you've picked your team and you can't have an honest conversation. And I'm in relationship with everyone that I consider myself to be in relationship with is because I want to have honest conversations. Yeah. Now, sometimes those friendships are so rich that we make a podcast together. Sure. But, but, but if you could be the coolest guy in the world and I felt like you were toxic and you wanted me how to be, had to be, to start a podcast together, it'd be like, hell no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, well, like what's the word catatonic when people are like, uh-huh. die or whatever, like that's how I feel. And it, majority of 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 right leaning or i should say uh, uh trump supporters you say right anymore but also i have some very passionate feminist liberal friends that i'm like i i i, I can't talk to you you know and and yeah, i, I yeah, want to I, talk to you i want to talk to everyone because i like to learn I, 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 yeah. I, I love it when someone's obsessed about something and when they nerd out about anything like i'm not they're not going to flip me but i'm like it's I think how like a parent enjoys their kid, you know, playing. I'm like, oh, wow, tell me more about yeah. this thing that I'll never do. But because yeah. I know you as a human being, 
but they're like this catatonic. I was like, oh, I can't move them. And, you know, and it makes me think, am I that way with disc assessments, you know, or, or basketball or something, but, um, you know, it's the unfriend, yeah, digital social age, but, you know, originally when I was thinking about this topic, I was like, you know, we've, that relationship, you uh, borrow from a book my, my wife loved, uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower, said, you, we accept the love we think we deserve, um, mm-hmm. and how we reflect, you know, I think that's a great, our insecurity with ourselves is kind of shows yeah. our, 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 um, yeah, that's the right. friends we choose, how we let them treat us. We let people yeah. treat us a certain way. And it just makes, I'm like, why am I bombarding myself with all of this reaction? Right. And then I'm like, I wouldn't, I'm super picky with the people I hang out with. I might be a so- social butterfly and I'm a high eye. I like talking, but I don't want to talk to anyone about anything. <laughs> I want to talk with where I think there's, there's substance there. Yes. And I'm like, Oh, I think unfriending isn't I hate you isn't condemning. Yeah, I think that's it. And I was like, oh, it's okay. You know, at least I, I've convinced myself of that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. That's it's interesting. I I think this some of this goes is reflected in um, like the work you do um, with Career Blind Spot, which mm-hmm. is like how many people do you know in your life or have run into or engaged with in you know workshops and coaching and all the stuff you do is where they they there's no relationship with their boss. They hate their job and they hate their boss, but they do it anyway. Yeah. So what part of you, I don't want to ask that person, what part of you thinks you have to do that? Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, you know, that it, for me, or I should say with what I do, and I got to be careful because going back to what will be the previous episode, um, I, uh, uh, when it comes to career, I, I understand people's work misery or work depression, not, not in a clinical sense, not, not at all. I don't want to pretend, but when we're confident, we feel good. It has a lot to do with the job that we choose to do, you know, 20, 60, 80 hours a week. Um, and also when we're insecure or depressed, it has a lot to do with the job we've chosen to do <laughs> 20, 60, yeah. 80 hours a week. Yeah. And especially even the, like the sales guys, I think we said it on this one, but like the, the people who are good, not, not just the ones miserable, they're good at their yeah. job. I can say like, I know you're miserable uh, other than crushing, crushing numbers and getting business. There's nothing else in your life. And that's why you have to play so many fantasy football leagues and, you know, right. bang down so much happy hour because you're yeah. lonely, you know? Yeah. Um, and I see it. So our work to me is the, the vehicle might not be the whole thing. Um, but that's also what I like. I like people who like their work and I love helping people who are unhappy with their work and know there's something else out there, but they're stuck. Like I'm sometimes I'm like, I'm a little mad scientist. Where I was like, are they really my friend or am I trying to like help yeah. someone? I was yeah, like, I, and I got to be careful, but, yeah, same. but I think that's what it is, is that people are so unhappy and hell will go a little political. I believe that people lean a certain political party because you believe that is the most amount of money, um, that, that you can make or, or security that you'll have. But if I believe this, because if all of a sudden, I don't know, let's say devil horn, Jeff Bezos is like, look, I'm going to give everyone $10 million. If you vote for me, I think a lot of people would switch. They might not do it publicly, but there's a social security, not, not in the classic sense, but we think, Hey, going to the church. Yeah. It's about God and stuff, but it's also about, because if things are bad, I know the church will feed me. You know, and I th- right. it has everything to do. That's why we go to work. So we can eat, have nice things and spend time with our friends and family. But right. even when you figure that out, there's still so many people who are miserable 
right. and get high and mighty and judgmental or finger pointing uh, victim, whatever victim blaming or, or shaming, yeah. whatever the word is. Uh-huh. But so that that's what I've seen of, oh, there's kind of two ends of the spectrum. The people who are, are good at their jobs, but miserable and don't really have friends. Mm-hmm. They have personal acquaintances that they'll call friends that they hang out with like friends, but you take away your success, dude, yeah. all those people disappear. That's right. Yes. So, exactly. you know, that's yeah, what that's I just love. Um, oh, I'm going to forget his name. Uh, Le- uh, uh, Maverick, LeBron's friend. Oh, Maverick said, Carter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a friend. Um, or did you watch the, you, did you watch the Bulls uh, documentary? Yeah. Last Dance. Yeah. Yeah, last dance, and the guy that was the like the old, the old, the little white guy that was my, uh, this, the caption said Michael Jordan best Michael Jordan's best friend. Oh, and, I, I think I spent yeah, this up. Yeah, and and he was, and you know, in that way, and so this goes to this goes to a question, um, and it reminds me of a Seinfeld episode where um, Jerry had to break up with. I think he was friend became friends with Keith Hernandez, and then he had to break up with him because he was didn't like being around him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I've I had friends like that. that. But it's it's I think it's more difficult to break up with or to to tell someone you you're not going to be friends anymore than it is to like end like an intimate relationship. Yeah. Um, so my question to you is have you consciously ended a friendship where you've said to them I can't be friends with you anymore? Um technically I guess yes, but they had at one point been romantic relationships that we tried to do the friend thing so okay. um i've had other friendships especially when, when I, in my drinking days in my 20s where i realized oh sober we don't really have much to talk about <laughs> and so without right. drinking and it wasn't so much i um clearly did it but it was like hey man i'm not gonna go out hey man and yeah. i just kind of kind of like when certain friends have kids and then they they stop hanging out with your, your yeah. other they're like oh i, I kind of know why so yeah but yeah. to your point no i've never actively said hey i'm out you know from a platonic friendship yeah i don't know that i have either yeah i i i have um i, I would put it this way i have not um had friend like a like a friendship go further yeah like, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I didn't go, it wasn't like I'd been friends with somebody for like 10 years and then one day we had a falling out. I mean, yeah. Um, um, but I have an, I do have a story about that and it's about boundaries, but anyway, um, I have a number of times where, you know, like I'll, if you want, if you want to hang out and we like each other and it's cool, then, and we want to do it again, we'll do it again. But if it starts to feel obligatory or if I feel like I'm chasing somebody yeah. or, or whatever, I just like, ah, I don't, that's not, we can be friendly, but we don't have to be like buddies. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny and this, this one's going to hurt, but it's true. I think I have been unfriended, not even social media, but not, I think I know uh, a random friend that I was like real close with for the last 10, 15 years, just, yeah. you know, and I'm like, and, and that happens, you know, my dad actually gave me great advice one time. He's like, you outgrow your friends. And yes. that's um, exactly what I was going to say. Like I have been unfriended um because of my views on things so all of the like fundamentalist christian friends air quotes that i had um most of them have disappeared haven't heard from any of them yeah long time um or people that are that are like super right wing and they don't like my libertarian views or that i'm you know that i think trump is um 
you know, the worst human ever. Um, <laughs> and, or super liberal friends that think I'm too conservative. Um, and they, and you know, if that's how you're picking, if you're picking your friendships based off of that. Yeah. Um, I, how, now, so here's another question. What are some indicators of someone that you couldn't be friends with? Like um, behavioral traits, markers, like just a general yeah, question. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I definitely got to answer that. But I was like, real friends in real life are not the same as having a connection, even if it's called friends on social media. And I'm, I'm saying that to myself. You know, because I'm like, oh, I'm connected. And I was like, I'm not really that person's friend. If we were like, if I'm connecting to that high school guy, well, in high school, we weren't really friends. I saw him maybe crack a joke, but it's not not friends. And so to your question is, I'd actually, I'll flip it a little bit, but I'll, I'll definitely try to a- a- answer the original. Most people aren't my friends. Um, most people I'm not going to trust with, with everything. I definitely want to talk to them. I'll be vulnerable, but not in the same way that I am going to be with you or especially like my wife. Um, I like most people. I want to be friendly with most people, but do I want to have lunch and, and spend a lot of time with them? No. You know, a lot of it too is part of the reason I, I talk to so many people is because there's a professional outcome that someone wants from me or I can get from them. And it's not selfish. It's like, wait, that's great. But to the question of the eliminator is like, um, you're racist, you know, you're and not even racist, you're, you're mean. Because I think yeah. that's the big one is like, if you're just constantly mean, um, I don't have the patience to, uh, what is the word, tolerate it. And yes. uh, especially if my wife's around, she's going to be like, Juan, don't say that. I'm like, well, they're the asshole. <laughs> you know, and so that's probably the biggest one is is consistent meanness. And it's weird because you, 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 I think most people might picture like a bully, but even family members, when they're mean, yeah. like, screw them. I don't, I don't want to hear that. And sometimes yeah. they don't think they're mean. And I'm like, yeah, no, if cool. you're mean, I don't want to talk to you. That, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, mean, pious. Yeah. Um, and I, and piety comes in, you know, the form of both like being super woke and that's piety. And then like piety with like, you know, fundamentalists and evangelicals. I can't stand that. I have like little indicators. Like if somebody doesn't like coffee or no, 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 not if they don't like coffee. It's if they, if they, if they don't have, they like coffee, but they have low standards for it. Yeah. Like I have lots of friends that don't drink coffee, uh, but if you're a Keurig drinker, we're probably not going to be friends because you have made a series of shitty decisions in your life to get to that point. Uh, like, what else are you compromising? It's a compromise. Um, it's a compromise. And 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 I have had so many people try to talk me out of this. It's you know it's fine. It's just a machine. It tastes. Nope. It is a shortcut. Uh, I I firmly believe like when you hear about like. Uh, a business disaster, like a financial crash or like an oil tanker spill. Yeah. But if you were doing like some forensic investigation, it would trace back and somebody in a leadership role was a Keurig drinker. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I wonder if those, all the friends that you're not friends with is less than Trump supporters are all Keurig, yeah, I Keurig wonder what, Yeah, right. With, and what the overlap um, is. I uh, think that probably a lot of Trump supporters are Keurig drinkers. Yeah. The other one is, is that someone that doesn't, have any intellectual curiosity. Um, you know, you could say dumb, but that's a bit pejorative. So it's more like um, they just, yeah, they don't have any emotional or intellectual curiosity or emotional curiosity. They, they're just drifting through life and we can be friendly. Yeah. And I think that's, need, that's a huge, on something. yeah, that's a huge difference um, that 
again, I'm talking to myself of like, oh, you're all you're you've friended or been accepted friend requests or whatever it is with people that you're barely friendly with. Like that that's not a good like you're letting people live in your house, Juan. Like it's okay if they would visit, but living in your house, like no, that that's silly if it was really if it was in, in real life. But I'll go back and kind of diverge a little bit from you, like I'm not against the the binary of extreme conservative evangelical. I grew up with a lot of Mormons and especially the woke stuff because I was like, I get it. And when people are mad, I get it a lot. It's also a lot to take in. Again, I don't want it in my living room all the time. I can be friends with those people, but I'm also really, um, uh, uh, I, I, I know the limits of like, Hey, I want to have a talk with them and go to lunch, but it's kind of like they're, uh, uh, I'm going to acclimate to their environment. I, right. I I know that ahead of time that they, they're very black and white. And hell, man, it's funny enough, we wouldn't be friends if I wasn't this way. And it wasn't a conscious decision. But I always loved, as much as I hated organized religion, really rejected Catholicism and just the finger pointing, mm-hmm. I love someone who had conviction, who would entertain mm-hmm. my silly questions that I really meant genuinely. Yeah, and I right. was like... Those are those are still to this day some of my best friends that yeah. I've learned a lot, especially about the right. dude Jesus, et cetera. But also with the woke liberal side, especially black yeah. people of color, women. Like I, I get the anger, I get the judgment because um, I've taken the time to listen. But also I'm like, I'm not going to take you to every party we go to because you're so rigid. Um, yeah. Like Justin yes. with Keurig, no. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, we got to be rigid about some things. Um, yeah, that's an interesting thing too. It's like it's not like it's not that someone would be, let's say, religious, like you know, like that, or or um, a particular thing. It's their attitude about it. It's that's why I talk about piety or self righteousness, yeah, um, and a conde- condescending, yeah, um, and um, that's the type of stuff where it's just like I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, I ha- do. You accept friend requests um do you uh, well you're not really on facebook much right i i i rejoined because of the pandemic <laughs> i was just okay. trying to pro- so technically i am um my, my, mainly my business because you have to I think you have to have a personal account for that and yeah. instagram but yeah i've connected with some especially like high schoolers that the, my business vaa profession has, has reached in and i'm like do I really want to know what these people's personal lives are? Right. Um, yeah. So I am on there, but it's definitely not. Um, yeah. I me. get friend requests from people I don't even know that are like no other people uh, in my yeah. circle. That's weird. I would never do that. Yeah. LinkedIn is a little more loose. Like if you know, you know, it's funny. I'll admit something. I don't think it's not a secret, but I've done that to your friends because before you stopped posting politically, I was really, I was like, damn, you know, yeah. just, you always got big levels. You're, you're saying things, but your friends who nece- wouldn't necessarily lean Trump, I would say Trump supporters, but they would disagree with some of your criticism. But it was like a healthy debate. And I was like, Oh, I like this. And then I said, yeah. oh, okay, this dude's military, but he says this like, so yeah, it, in hindsight, I'd, I'd added some of your people and they just accepted. I never said anything. And I was like, Oh, I wanted to like expose myself to other people that I didn't know. And then I'm like, I'm not going to know these people anyway, you know? Right. <laughs> so I was like, this is silly. I need to go talk to the friends that I like. And actually I'll tell you anytime I got, I've had a bad situation. What all I do is I double down on the friends I already have and I'll either text them like, Hey man, I appreciate you doing this. And it's totally out of the blue. And I'm sure that you guys think I'm crazy when I do it. But, 
Uh, I think that's the other side of this is we we could totally judge and say, hey, Keurig or Christianity or Trump or whatever it is, but put it into something else. Like, I don't, especially, you know, you just got back from a road trip, you know, you're, they're your kids, but it sounds like you're, you have a good relationship with your ki- your sons as well. And, you know, now your grandpa, but like, I think we waste so much energy on all these people we want to unfriend versus cultivating it with the friends that are there for us have our back our patient have picked us up when we feel down and you know yeah. not judged us or whatever it is yeah um yeah i think energy or attention is finite um this is one of the reasons that i felt the conviction to stop commenting or sharing political thoughts um because i'm not going to change anything yeah uh, and and i think we're under this miss perception that somehow we're going to say something on Facebook and that's going to like change the outcome of an election. Oh yeah. I mean, come on. And uh, so, but the other reason is, is I'd rather give that attention to people I love. I'd rather, I'd rather talk to my friends, you like people. like you. I'd rather have that energy than this energy of like fighting with people online. How stupid is that? Yeah. Well, I think Um, that, I don't know if you would be as strong to say this, but I'm like, Oh, most of these people I'm connected with, I don't love, at least not in the same way that I love my yeah. friends that I like spending right. time with. Yeah, I love them because they're humans and we need to love each other, but I don't love them like I love my friends. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know why, but like taking when I was like, oh, do I, I want to be in a relationship? Like, am I willing to, you know, sickness and in health sort of thing? And it's also yeah, like, right. yeah. that's what my, my best friend, Matt, you, you know, Matt, um, mm-hmm. like, he's a way better friend to me than I've ever been to him. And I try to make up in some ways, but it's also like, Oh, most people don't do, most people haven't done nearly as much of the stuff that he's, in. and I don't mean like major things, although he's helped me move far too many times. Uh, and I've not necessarily equally reciprocated, but it's, it's the how it's the, how other people treat you. And, um, it matters, especially now, man, like I, it's corny and stuff, but like, you know, whether you're social distance or not, chances are you're not as close as the, to the people yeah. that you should be close with. Or I should say, there's probably a lot more of us because we're so damn angry. You know, when we're yeah. really having a good time with our friends, we're not this angry. We're laughing yeah. and eating good food. Yeah. And I think that goes into like, well, what is a friendship then? And I think that at least for me, it's someone that I can be 100% vulnerable with and they won't judge or, you know, they won't judge or, 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 be offended by my vulnerability or openness. What I sometimes call a trauma buddy, you know, yeah. we got to have trauma buddies because, you know, we got to be able to talk to somebody that we don't, that, that, that it can handle it. Yeah. And, and, and it has to be reciprocal. Um, I have realized that I've often not reciprocated where I've been, I've expected the other person to be the trauma buddy. And I'm like the, Hey, call me if you need me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, you know um, the other thing is, something to do with like encouragement or accountability. I think of the story in the Bible of Moses holding up his arms for a period of time. Cause God called in the story, God told him to an Aaron coming up this guy, Aaron and holding his arms up for him. Yeah. And I think that that's a good visualization of the, 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 a true friend is an edifier. A true friend is an encourager. I don't, um, I think a true friend could discourage you from doing something that's unsafe. Like if you've got, you know, you're doing unsafe things, but, um, but I think that like the highest form of friendship to me is creating something. Yeah. Actually, man, that's funny. My, or maybe it's not funny, but that's where my brain was going of when you're really creating, you got really cool friends or 
Yes, right. And it doesn't mean that all of I create with all of my friends are, are all the but it does mean that all the people I create with are my friends. Yeah, I don't I don't do like any sort of co-creation with someone that I'm not friends with first. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's important. And I think that, um, again, like I said earlier in the podcast, you are, who we're in relationship reveals who, how our relationship with ourself. Yeah. So if you if you have friends that are that have your back, they have your flank. They're they're kind. They're supportive. They're honest. There's a reason in throughout time that the highest form of a relationship was a friendship. Yeah. Um, we have in Western culture and especially in kind of the romantic notion of marriage made marriage the highest form, but that's a fairly new thing, especially a romantic marriage, marriage for romantic reasons. Yeah. Um, I think it's also interesting. Have you had um, people that you've known a long time that um, um, became really, really good friends like later in the relationship? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, to go back to what my dad had told me that you outgrow your friends, I also realized, oh, but you can meet up with them again. You know, sometimes like if you're on the highway, one goes fast, you know, you you have kids at 20, I'm not having kids till late thirties or like, and so I definitely have like re rebooted friendships. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I I guess I haven't really thought about it, yeah. but I can also tell you, especially for the audience, like I'm really insecure when it comes to my friends. Like I, I FOMO or whatever, all this stuff. Like you know, Justin's doing another podcast with his other friend. Like I I think those stupid things, but but then when I talk to you, I'm like, no, I don't feel that way. It's like, oh, Juan, you got to go make something with you know, and okay, it, yeah. it's a great metric or a, a variable to be like, oh, how do you feel about the other people? And yeah. um, but to actually to go back to the podcast. I think sometimes you make stuff. You were, we were talking about artists, like Chris Gaines, and who was the other one you mentioned that did something funky? Uh, uh, Zach Brown. Zach Brown, and a lot of times your fans or your friends, well, fans and friends are in different degrees yeah, too. But yeah. sometimes they're like, "What are you doing? Don't write that book or say that yeah. podcast." And yeah. I think that's a good sign that yeah. they're going to still like you, even though they might not like your work. You know, to, to right. critique it. That's right. it's not just laughing and toasting beers. Um, that's a part of it. Yeah. But I think a good friend, a good relationship, a good partner, um, they're going to tell you when your stuff sucks. Yes, that's exactly right. I think um, the friendship that is the one that is like been it's been an interesting trajectory and it's and it's very rare is my relationship with um, my partner, um, Lena. We don't call each other husband and wife anymore um, um, because our relationship has shifted um, after she came out as gay. And so we have been in this interesting, um, relationship that was like an intimate partnership that produced two amazing kids. And, uh, now, you know, and, and, and been together since 18, I was 18, she was 19, but in the past year, and especially in the past, even last couple months, yeah, we have become phenomenal friends. And, I think it's that maturation of like of a role too. It's like you, you you've got to let things evolve to their natural state. And it's our own insecurities that try to form and say, well, this is, you know, we, we've done this buddy trip every year since 1972 yeah. again, like maybe not. Yeah. Um, and, 
Um, I'm also suspicious and being somewhat cynical here when someone says, well, I married my best friend. <laughs> well, you haven't known him long enough to call him your best friend. First yeah. of all, it took me 31 years to call Linda my, one of my best friends. Yeah. Uh, I, I, maybe- I tell Courtney she, when she's I'm my, your best friend. I go, you're in my top three. <laughs> <laughs> I say you're one of my best friends. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's, I don't have one best friend. I have, I have the highest level of friendship for me is what I just call conscious partnership. Um, and yeah. that, that is the highest level of friendship. And that involves creating things together. It involves being super honest, being there for each other. Um, but there's only so much room for a con. I mean, so there's, you know, tears. Yeah. yeah. Tears. Yes. So. I had that conversation with Courtney, ironically, as we were getting closer to getting, um, engaged of, I was like, everyone's flat in your world, <laughs> except for your grandma and our dog. And I was like, if I'm not going to bump up a tear, I'm not saying this isn't going to work, <laughs> but you're at the peak of my tier. Um, right. And, um, you know, and I, I was like, look, if we're hanging off a cliff, she's like, I love everyone. And the the meth head guy on the street is also hanging off the cliff. Are you really going to try to both pull both of us? up? <laughs> right. Like, you know, right. I'm being a, a, a butt in, in some degree. But going back to, again, the previous podcast, but really all of them creative evolution. Right. I think a good friendship isn't stagnant. It's OK, no. but a, a really good a really juicy good friendship is, is, one yeah. and it hurts sometimes and it's great other times and you yeah. grow and actually I'll, I'll say this as you know any friends who are listening i'm always telling my friends i don't want you to live in phoenix probably 80 percent of the time They're like, why not i go because this doesn't seem like the place you're gonna grow my, my cousin who yeah. i'm really close with he's he moved to yeah. texas joined the army he's like oh i'm cuz yeah. i'm gonna come back i'm like don't man i was like you're yeah. texas like you know you're in austin you yeah. and they're like why I go, I go i would love to have you back but to what I believe, and I might be wrong, podcast name, um, <laughs> that you are best suited for another, like my friend Matt, I've told him, I'm like, I'm glad, I'm glad he's here, he got out of the Navy, but I'm like, dude, he wants to be a U.S. consulate, travel the world. I was like, I hope you do that, because until you do that, you're always going to be a, an incomplete version of yourself according to what you say you want. Now, could it change? Yeah, but until then... He loves to read. He loves international stuff. He's way more diplomatic. Uh, shout out to his podcast. That'll hopefully I'll get him to launch. Um, and that he's only going to get so much fulfillment out of staying in Phoenix. So like, yeah. I think your friends kind of push you to the high dive that you actually want to be on. They don't force you off of it, but yeah. they kind of remind you, hey, it's still there, man. And, and I'm here regardless of what That's happens. That's what I mean by edifying or encouraging, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think too that it's kind of like you get into more intimate relationships, like a husband, wife, you know, partner, you know, like a romantic partner, whatever the term you want to use. Yeah. When you expect that person to fulfill all of your needs, um, you, that you have basically signed the relationship's death sentence. Yeah. Um, and there certainly have agreements, you know, around, you know, for example, monogamy is one example. That's an agreement. Um, but, but, um, I am, uh, I am suspicious of someone that is only friends with the person they're married to. I think of like Mike Pence and his, and mother, mother. <laughs> as he calls his wife. That's going to be yeah, a that's- Netflix horror movie in <laughs> next year. But yeah, exactly. and, you know, and I don't, um, I don't think they're necessarily bad. I'm not saying like Mike Pence. Yeah. I've, I've heard about that kind of stuff, but it's, I don't think they're as, filling or fulfilling as as we would like to a, fr- a friend is it's a pretty simple concept you know right. but um i think we have such a spectrum of being friendly to ride or die you know and people mm-hmm. even talk like again going back to military stuff of um 
taught how to survive i, I fight for my brother yeah but it's kind of like well when the mu- music's off and you're not buzzing do you still want to be around that person that's right. not my kind of friendship i'll go party with someone and you know miss it sometimes I'm like yeah but that's not what I want to do on a majority of the base. And that's fine. Like sometimes I have friends that I only play basketball with. Sometimes I have friends this. Right. And, you know, and I think go back to your Keurig thing. I'm like, you know, I, there's a couple that hurt. I'm like, damn, why, why don't they call anymore? And one, yeah. pretty sure he's a MAGA support or a MAGA guy today. But Tea Party, like I was like, oh, there's something there. And I'll, right. at the end of the day, I was like, that guy has got to be lonely. And maybe yeah. I'm so wrong, but yeah. I miss I miss that person. Yeah. But I'm like. Oh, he's going somewhere that where he feels he belongs. I, you know, I don't want to judge, but I miss my friend. Yeah, exactly. And 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 people take their own journeys that are in disagreement with your life, and you don't have to go on that journey with them. Like, yes, I have someone that is that I was friends with that is like a rabid QAnon supporter, and I, and I was like, all right, I can't. I, you know, I'm worn. I'm, I grieve the fact that we can't communicate yeah. um, at a level at that level, but um, it's just, um, there, I, I was, there's gotta be a word, you know, like I wrote this the other day as one of my musings is it's, Oh, the agony of running out of words before running out of feelings. <laughs> and one of the, we need a word for when we, the feeling that we have, when we find out that someone that we like either know personally or like, like a, like a famous person oh yeah, is a QAnon supporter. <laughs> like we need a word for that, whatever that is. Like, you know how the Germans would like jam like four words together and make like, yeah. Venus, you know, like, we, need, <laughs> we need a word like that. Wiener like, schnitzel uh, could work. <laughs> yeah. We need a word like a Schadenfreude, like a, or whatever the word is. That's like a combination of like sadness disgust and um and uh like shocked yeah yeah it's well and i you know i'm thinking about like grade school high school you know i had friends but probably not as much as i i I could or should have i was very 90s kid just want to play video games and i want to go outside but you know when someone would become a jock or would really double down on being nerdy things or go solo or um like it's easy to you know shake your like right, I just finished Cobra Kai silly you know Karate Kid extension and right. it's like gang karate <laughs> it's it, it's yeah. silly it's it knows what it's supposed to be but um you know you can get mad at your friends for growing and their choices etc but that's the thing Gr- grow or die or get left behind um but I think at the end of the day like we spend so much time focus on unfriending as opposed to doubling down on the really good yes. relationships that if they're that good, they're going to outgrow us. Like you said, you and your wife, my, me and my wife. And I think that's the problem. I was like, I told my wife, Courtney, I'm like, I don't want the relationship I see other people have. I'm going to mm-hmm. pick and steal, but we're going to make our own problems <laughs> and, yeah. and figure right, it out right, and let's yeah. own them. And, you know, sometimes I have, actually, she said it this week. She's like, she was being sarcastic, but I'm like, I hope you change your tone. She's like, you're so busy and da, 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 da. And you don't want to spend time with me. And she's, she's pretending, but I'm like, I also know like, get out the house. And as we record this, right. she's gotten out the house and it's hard, you know, cause we're limited yeah. and stuff, but she's actually going and, and getting involved in like woodworking. She's more of the, the hand person, the, the, the craftsman, right. but she's building her own tribe of new friends and she's identified right. as antisocial or whatever. But I'm like, no, you, you get along with people. It's just on your, your yeah. time, your, your well, space. Right. And exactly. we're not trying to marry everyone, you know, <laughs> like no, it's, right. we can Man, have, we don't have to be friends with her. I think that's a good stopping point. Like yeah. just as a good reminder, like, um, sure, unfriend people, but really, what we we should be doing, if 
if, if we're going to take that energy and just invest it more in your friends, send the text, send the, yeah. the reach, um, like, um, listen, if you're listen to who the God or the universe, your soul says to reach out to, if you yeah. haven't talked to him in a while and invest, invest, invest in those friendships and they will reap so much joy in the process. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the key lesson. here. Yeah. And, and I think actually to go real professional, it's kind of just really good networking. It's connecting with people you actually care about. They care about you. You can solve problems or you're like, you're clapping on their stuff. But um, yeah, I just, I thought, it, you know, we are friends and that's why we're doing this. But I was like, I've been wasting a lot of time on, on people that yeah. were never my friend to begin with. And, and that's right. not bad. They're not bad. Disagree vehemently with what they say, but uh, good stopping point, man. All right, buddy. All right. Take care.